0: As entrepreneurs, we want to grow great businesses. We want to make a huge difference. But there's one big challenge that we all have. We actually have to work with other people. And we all really don't understand, at least many of my fellow entrepreneurs, including myself, is how to do that. (laughs) And I've got, you know, and the reason for that is each of us is unique. I mean, you know, the entrepreneurs, business owners, we don't come in one flavor. Our teammates, they don't come in one flavor. Our clients, our family members. And the opportunities to have the wrong communication, the wrong interaction is just so there. And one of the things that we have to do as really business owners is understand ourselves and then understand the other people we have the privilege of working with and serving so that we can build those great businesses, we can go ahead and have remarkable success. Well, for that, I've got a remarkable individual that's joining us today. And he's a behavioral profilist. And uh, he works with business owners, but he also works with family members, spouses. Teammate, he helps us all with self-awareness. And I, I met him at Mastermind Talks. This is Jason Gennard's uh, great mastermind. It's actually harder to get into than Harvard. And uh, uh, Steven was one of the uh, speakers there. And just, I was blown away. And not only was I blown away with the conversations that he and I had, we had a chance to have dinner together, but also the results that he was getting for his clients. And I'm one of his newest clients. and We've been working together and it's really made a difference. So stay tuned. You want to understand how you can be more effective in the, one of the number one challenges as a business owner of this human dynamic so that we can make that difference and accelerate our success. I am John Bowen and you are at AES Nation and we're all here to accelerate that success together. Stay tuned. ordinary success no way you want amazing remarkable exceptional breakthroughs dig deep think bold drive hard watch yourself soar beyond your dreams aesnation.com Steven I am so excited to have you with me
1: Good to be here, John. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Well, you know, one of the things that uh, I always think of when you think of a profiler, you think of the TV, you know, usually the uh, uh, criminal ones here. And uh, I don't know if you do any of the criminal work, you know, maybe with business owners, family members. You know, there's those elements. But um, before we go in, because, you know, what I want everybody to walk away with is how powerful you know, what you do is what I'd like to do is kind of get some of that background of, you know, how did you get to where you are? Because, you know, I got to tell you, I don't know that many people that do what you do and certainly not that many people that do it well, as well as you do.
1: Yeah. Thanks, um, John. Yeah, I, uh, I was actually reading people at age 12. I could tell when people were lying to me or uh, somebody was inauthentic um, and uh, what's really interesting, my mother and my grandfather were so good at it that people called my mother a witch. Uh,
0: <laughs> and well, so, You could be called worse than that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, true. Uh, but um, so, I, you know, I've come to realize part of this is a gift. And the rest of it is also, you know, learned. So um, it wasn't. I didn't start the behavioral resource group until I was forty. Um, uh, before that, I had another business, and when I started the behavioral resource group, I actually took me seven months to get to the place financially where it took me eighteen years in the other business. Um, so I, I realized I had truly found my niche. I ended up going to college for psychology. Um, since I am a terrible test taker, it was very, very difficult. I actually switched to seminary because I wanted to help people. Um, And then uh, after that, you know, started that other business and then would work with clients in the business, but also they were kind to me for advice. And one day my wife said, honey, you need to get paid to talk to people. And I said, I don't think anybody's going to pay me to talk to them. Um, But of course, you know, it wasn't. But a few years after that, that I went through my own profiling with somebody, and I the 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 noises went off in my head, and I said, "This is it. This is what I didn't even know you could do. This. This is what I want to do." So I was really mentored by one of the best in the country um, for almost five months, and then uh, my first client, I made eight thousand dollars in four hours, um, and it was history. Since then, I've been doing it about twelve years now.
0: Well, and I think this is one of the things that we all as entrepreneurs, Stephen, have is that, you know, when we find kind of our calling, our purpose, our passion, and we can really make, you know, deliver value for someone else, as business owners, what we have is we have a real challenge. And, you know, and I kind of jokingly started the introduction, uh, you know, this uh, segment together with... You know that you know just get we got to get along with people and we got to work together and one of the big things is to understand and you know tell me about you know kind of how you know this whole concept of profiling because you know initially i thought of it you know the kind of classic time you know it's just simply as you know when you're hiring someone as you're sorting through but, you know, the dynamics, I have the privilege of working with some extremely successful entrepreneurs and, you know, and as they have more wealth all the way up into the billions, uh, you know, it seems to make the family challenges even more and, you know, the, the awareness, that self-awareness there and and then team members, you know, I've had some really, I've had the privilege of being, you know, on a number of teams with, that are high performing and, you know, and, and, And really what you do works in all those situations. But give me kind of a a big picture of how they work, and then we're going to dive into a specific example.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, human beings are interesting because they really never change the way they do things. What's wonderful about uh, my assessment system is that I measure everybody in different levels, depending on which one you want. But in the end, I'm measuring how their emotions are set in them and there's four primary emotions i like to say anger optimism patience and fear or mad glad sad and scared and when you get these emotional measurements i can really tell how you're going to do things in the world the world i mean there's two dimensions there's the outer world and there's the inner world so how you see yourself inner world how you see others outer world how you're going to act based upon those intensity levels or a lack of intensity. I'm also measuring, you know, uh, what matters to you in the world and what you're driven to pursue in an effort to lessen the tensions that are created when you can't have certain things. And so, there's some people they want to be in charge because they need to be in charge of their own destiny, they need to be in charge of their own life, but in their behavior set because of their way emotions are, they don't take charge. So you could see how that can create a conflict. And so how are they going to get in charge when they don't take charge? Well, I'm able to figure all that out and I could actually explain to somebody how this person's going to play out in any given circumstance. And I'm right over 85% of the time, which is actually pretty high. Um, I think if AA had that rate, the government would fund it. Um, And so it's it's a very powerful system of... Helping you not only understand yourself, but others that you may be working with or living with.
0: Well, no, this is great, and you know, and I've had the privilege of using you, uh, Stephen, with our team as we've been bringing. We're we're in the process of scaling up multiple businesses, and uh, you know, it's just been invaluable because most recently we we really had two very different people that were both we could hire either of them. As a matter of fact. Uh, we made the offer on one without telling the other one because we wanted to make sure it was a done deal. And uh, uh, I think he signed the electronic signature for the independent contractor agreement within 15 minutes. He had a record for how quick. So, uh, but kept the other one as we're continuing to expand. That you know possibly you know he would be a great candidate as well. And but the one of the deciding factors was really having you kind of confirm and then just a little nuances that we didn't capture on the profiling. But one of the things when you and I have talked about is, you know, the power of self-awareness too, because uh, you know, right now I'm in the process of getting an, uh, a new executive assistant and, uh, Uh, One of the things you encouraged me to do is really get a better understanding of me and what we thought might be interesting for this, uh, you know, our podcast together to share with our fellow entrepreneurs is really this self-awareness and have you profile me. I've taken, you know, maybe talk about, Stephen, kind of what it was that I took and then, you know, a little bit of the results so that we can help you know, other people understand that process so that they can, you know, whether with you or with someone else, you know, create this self-awareness and then how to we'll go into how to incorporate this into your business as well. Sure. Um, well, you took three
1: separate assessments. The first one you took was a behavioral analysis, and it's actually built upon uh the disc model in the fact that it measures four primary emotions. You also took an attitudes assessment or uh, a driver assessment which really measures what you desire within the worlds, and then you also took what's known as an HVP which basically gives me understanding on how and what you pay attention to in the world and then your bias scores against what you're paying attention to negative or positive so those are the assessments you took and um, I can do you know a kind of a very quick rundown on it. Obviously, these three assessments take a ninety-minute debrief to give you all the information, but I can skip on yeah, these. Yeah, talks.
0: Why don't you give us a high-level kind of walkthrough? Because I think one of the things, you know, when I was first meeting you, Stephen, um, you know, one of the, you know, the things that I I was you know I was hearing, you know, I heard your presentation. I go, this is pretty interesting, and you know, one of the things I want to do is. I want our businesses to be as effective as possible, so I need to understand myself. I need to understand, you know, the teammates. I want to have the right assembly of people, the dynamic, you know, my family and the relationships I have. So I was really excited about it. But then, where it became very interesting, you know, I was sitting with after you and I talked to you know, a number of your clients, and they were. Calling it life-changing, doing this. So yeah, let's let's walk through that kind of at a high level, but you know, do it justice so everybody can, you know, kind of get a flavor of you know how it works. And you know, I'll 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 be the example, if you will. Okay, great.
1: So I'm going to look first at uh, uh, your your emotion set: anger, optimism, patience, and fear. And I'm measuring them on a scale of zero to one hundred. Once we cross 50, uh, then it's called the energy line, then the energy of the emotion is in play. Um, There are two sets of scores here. One is your character base, which means what your brain decides to do in a given environment in an effort to succeed in it and survive it. Now when we're born into the world as babies and into families, the first thing our brains do is negotiate the territory and then they've got to figure out how to survive that territory because we're, we're animals but we're higher animals so we're survivalists and so depending upon what you're facing in that environment you'll pick survival tools and so this is automatic so I'm measuring your unconscious self this is how you tend to be um, unconsciously or what I like to call your default position in the world um, you're, both of your graphs are similar. Um, you basically take no prisoners. <laughs> um, you have a style that really attacks the world. And what I mean by that is your highest emotion is your anger emotion. It's a 90, and everything else is below 50. So this is a pure style which puts you in a category of less than 2% of the population. Now, by itself, it doesn't mean anything. But when we put you with 100 people, there might be a couple more in that group like you. Odds are the rest of them, not even close. So that makes it interesting because when you're trying to identify with people, we look for clues. We look for things we see in ourselves. And when you do that, you don't see much in other people. That resembles what you've got going on in your own brain. Um, So this makes you what we call... Uh, sitting in a position of taking and here's what this means your brain believes that if you desire something that lies outside of yourself you need to take it by force in a sense in other words if you don't go get it it's not gonna show up in your driveway that's how your brain works so when you see what you want your brain positions itself to basically go get it The majority of people in the world wait for it to show up, which sets you apart. Um, You also have a huge independent streak. So this means independent, self-willed, stubborn, um, very uh, in need of freedom and autonomy in the world. Um, And so uh, when you look at the rules of the world. Your brain assesses these rules and then makes the decision whether or whether or not that rule is worthy of you to obey it. Um, Other people may look at rules and think, oh, it's a rule. We should obey it. Your brain says, that's a stupid rule. Why would I obey that? Uh, If you see that rule is unjust or unfair or not right or something wrong with it, your brain immediately stands against it which puts you in a category of needing to do your own thing because it's difficult to submit to other people that you don't respect their intelligence or they really don't know what they're talking about. So this makes you somewhat of an emotional Lone Ranger in the world. I don't know how much sense that's making to you. I haven't talked to you about any of this yet.
0: Oh No, it's interesting to see. That. You know, it's one thing when... Uh... You know, uh, when we you know, were talking about you know, our favorite subject, most of us is ourselves. So I think pretty much that's a universal truth. And, <laughs> you know, as I'm, I'm thinking, I'm going, yeah, the one, you know, the initial where we're talking about the take no prisoner. I, um, I'm not sure the anger line. I think I got a great life and life's really good. So I don't think it is anger, but I do think that. I'm really big on visualizing things and just going and doing it because, absolutely, yeah. I, I just think it's a waste of time so often. Yeah, you know, so many people, you know, go through life uh, uh, really, you know, couch surf- surfing and expect something to happen. And right, and you know, th- there's an opportunity there. And, and I think I, I would imagine that for many entrepreneurs, certainly. Uh, starting, I mean, I'm in Silicon Valley. Yeah. You know, as founders of companies, I've, I've started a number of companies now, and and you know some, you know, very successful. Some eh, we we pivoted along the way a couple yeah. of times, and then well, uh, on the independent yeah. side, that one, you know, I'm. Uh, I've had up to 400 employees I've had the big office and all the building and all that kind of stuff and you know global headquarters my pool house now for all the virtual businesses so you know very much uh, and and no employees it's all independent contractors it's all project-based and have about 50 people working with us so you know I love the collaboration but I also you know really want to have that flexibility and I'm not looking to the normal bureaucracies, you know, Mm -hmm. working inside large corporations. So you know what I'm hearing, you know, is is pretty aligned with what my you know, my own, you know, if I put the mirror up and look back at myself, I think it's it it sounds you know very close to I mean not close
1: to what I am. Yeah. Well people misunderstand the anger emotion. They think anger that sounds, you know, bad. Um, anger is the emotion we use to get results. And so uh, if you're saving somebody's life and running into a fire, it's the anger emotion doing it. If you're defending yourself, it's the anger emotion doing it. It's the emotion that steps in and steps up. Um, the, the, the patient's emotion, you know, falls in and falls down. It's, it's completely different. And so you're all results orientation. You're all very driven to reach a goal and to take what you believe is an opportunity for you or what you believe belongs to you in the world. So if somebody came to you and said, man, I have a hard time getting, a, you know, I can't find a job. You're like, where the hell are you looking? <laughs> you know, because your style, you know, can just go get one as a rule. Um, I've seen people out of work for four years and I'm thinking, you don't own a lawnmower? I mean, I don't understand this. Uh, And that's how your brain works. You also are hyper flexible. Uh, Some people call that impatient. Some people call it flexible. It means you can turn on a dime. Uh, So your emotions are like a Corvette. So if you come upon the exit you're supposed to take and you didn't realize you were supposed to take it until you were upon the exit, you can take the exit. Without flipping the car. I spoke to a gentleman this morning. He was a train. So he's on a track. So if somebody says turn right, he can't because the track's going straight. He has to wait until that track organizes him around back to the position he needs to be in, which takes a lot longer. So you are very functional in the instant, but might get bored in the constant. Um, and so it's a very powerful ability to rise to the occasion very quickly. You're better at sprinting than you are at a marathon, um, emotionally speaking. So you're what we call the obtainer rather than the maintainer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once you build something and you've accomplished it and conquered it, you're like looking for the next thing. Your brain wants to move on unless you create something else within the same dynamic that allows you to experience something different. because your brain basically John is never satisfied um,
0: Stephen uh, let's just stop for a second because I, I want to bring it to everyone else because I mean this is very useful and I think you, you captured me um, you know well and I, I don't know if there's anything else you want to dive into but I, I want to yeah we'll, we'll ta- spend
1: time with other people here
0: <laughs> yeah well and let's let's go because you know okay well, you know, we're looking at you know kind of I, I'm a take no prisoner very independent. And, you know, willing to turn on a dime, that pivot type thing, you know to be flexible. And I, I use the term all the time, rise to the occasion, because you know, I want my team to do that too. And when we look at that, you know, and, and and this is for everyone, Yeah, you know, for you too, the, you know, as my fellow entrepreneurs, you're doing it, we're all gonna be different. We're all wired different. We're all a little weird. We're all wired different. And what Stephen helps out is, you know, helping us gain that. And Stephen, you know, how would I use this information? I mean, how do you see your clients using this information to, you know, because what we're all about here is, we, we want to help fellow entrepreneurs be very successful. And, you know, when you you go through this process, and you know, and offline, we're going to go into more detail. You know, do the 90 minutes and so on. But I want to hear go. Um, you know, how can someone who's just getting all this information go? Hey, that's me, because they're you know the I know the way over the supermajority are going to say that's me. Now what? You know, how do I use this? Well, you know, it depends on what is in your way
1: sometimes there are things in our way and when we when we look at our emotional dynamic I like to say it this way if you're a tomato find a salad if you're a hammer find a toolbox we don't like hammers in the salad um you are a hammer profile so you're better in a toolbox um, when we're a hammer everything around us can become a nail um and so uh Because of that, you're going to have a certain default strategy for gaining and winning within the world. Um, Some people you cannot be you with because it would be too strong. Now, most successful people have figured out how to adapt to certain circumstances for success through a process of trial and error and by nature you also John are a trial and error learner so uh, we learn because that didn't work so now we do it differently some people have less emotional intelligence than other people and that's going to play a huge factor into whether or not they get this quickly Uh, but for instance somebody who's very driven and very strong lacks the patience to negotiate or wait or get the ducks in a row in a situation. People that are very influential or they, they, they operate out of their limbic system more than their rational brain. You're a left-brained analytical type. Um, so you're very rational, you're very logical. The people that are emotional, they make decisions based upon how they feel in the moment. So as soon as that feeling changes, guess what? The decision changes with them and that can be difficult when you have people working for you that are on train tracks because now they feel like all they are doing is trying to keep up with the changes when a person is aware that they tend to do this then they change the strategy on how they approach things. Instead of making a decision based upon how they feel, from now on, they make a phone call and they talk to a logic left brain person and say, Here's what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts? And that person might come back and say, Well, you remember what happened last time you tried this? You didn't like it. And then they bring them kind of back to their rational brain. Uh, and help them walk through that, then they can go back and make that decision if they believe they still need to, and that decision can stick now. When before, it doesn't. And I've seen clients lose really good people simply because they got tired of them and their indecisiveness or wrong
0: decision-making, and they were smart people. Yeah, no, this is, I mean, this is so valuable for all of us, Stephen, because what happens is, uh, and I see this, I mean, I, I... Because of, you know, who I am, you know, shiny new things are, you know, it could be businesses, it could be, um, you know, uh, technology, it can be all kinds of different things. And, you know, when I have, you know, I've assembled my team to help me on that and I have three words I'm always focused on you know focus is number one simple and elegant because I can tend to make things very complicated because I can you know expand and so on and understanding who you are and putting in those and then I have uh, for example and, and I'm giving these examples of what I've done but uh, you know for you my fellow entrepreneur you know I have a COO he's been with me for six businesses um, I won't let him go he's in his 70s he's kind of he runs five miles every morning uh, type thing and, you know, he's in great shape and so on and because he does what I'm not good at and I have the rest of my senior team is that too and 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 this is you know once we become self-aware uh, and, and we can do it I mean I'm, I just uh, turned 60 so I, I've had uh, even when I didn't want to be self-aware, Stephen, people kind of pointed things out along the way. And knowing this stuff is just so helpful, not only for you, but then as you're building your team out, also understanding the family relationships. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder why, you know, this doesn't happen more. People aren't doing this because I I really haven't heard as large a group using this. And maybe I just wasn't paying, you know, aware. I mean, I, I, see people doing like this one of the tests type, Stephen, mm-hmm. where, you know, they kind of do it as it's in a, you know, probably the most common is a hiring one. They just kind of do it, but it's, you know, part of that bureaucracy type type thing. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, um, Uh, Yeah, People, they just don't think about it, they're busy, they're working, they've got some intuition and they've gotten some results and so if it isn't broken, why am I fixing it, Um, tends to pervade in that world. Um, The people I'm now spending the majority of my time working with really care not only about the business but the people in the business and those are the people that really focus on this more than people that are just more bottom line driven. Um, to give you an example of working with a team I had a client several years back that we did eight leaders in the company one of them was the uh, controller of the business and I got the graph and I said oh my god this doesn't look right to me now this is my intuition coming in because remember I'm a behavioral profiler first I just use assessments to target emotions then I do my magic after that Um, but I said, we need to probably switch this guy out. He goes, why? He's been here six months. Everybody likes him. Everything seems to be good. I said, I have a feeling you're losing more money than you think. And he said, well, money's up. Things look good. I said, can you trust me? Because I had just profiled eight people and nailed them. Um, and he was shocked. And so he said, okay. I said, let me get you a CFO in here. So he paid me $18,000. Okay. And I handed him a guy on a platter, basically, within seven weeks, (laughs) they were saving $48,000 a month. (laughs) And after a year and a half, they saved over a million dollars. And needless to say, they let this other clown go. (laughs) And to this day, I don't know why I had that check inside of me when I saw that profile, but this happens to me over and over again. I had a client disregard what I said, they hired the guy. it cost him 700 grand over one year. They hired they hired me to speak at their national sales conference and then introduced
0: me as the man we failed to listen to. <laughs> well I, I think it's so important because people you know it's you know we, the, it's certainly the the classic interview I'm gonna go to. Um, you know, it's just such a terrible. Uh, way of seeing an individual and so many people hire off that and Stephen you know I mean you know understanding kind of the who we are or someone we're looking to work with you know or or do anything significant with is just so important you know let let me go I want to change to another segment and I call it the the book of the day segment uh steven and and you wrote a book and let me pull it up on the screen the amazon shot uh you wrote a book called the four people types and what drives them you know you you mentioned it earlier the mad glad sad scared uh tell me a little bit about the book okay so the book really is a deep
1: dive it's what i call my playbook to understanding human behavior um it's a deep dive into the four Orientations of people, which is anger, optimism, patience, and fear, and when that becomes the highest emo- rated emotion in a person, then they are going to act a certain way. I break this down so succinctly; it's over three hundred pages with graphs. It's it it's really got the science in there and it's easy to read I break that down so you understand what drives people I even put conversations into the book between a dominant uh, husband and a passive wife which happens most of the time um, or vice versa but dominant and passive tend to come together in attraction because we attract opposites behaviorally we attract similarities in our attitudes and so um, I break these things down and I've had people email me say I'm on my fifth reading of this it's become my Bible Um, uh, and one of them was a police officer up in Boston uh, who uses it for his work and his police work uh, and he says it's been invaluable so I break all that down I break down the seven different value streams theoretical regulatory altruistic political individualistic economic aesthetic I break all those down to show this is what these type of people are seeking in the world. And it really gives you a full-bodied view of the human brain and human behavior. And as you're reading this book, you're going to be like, oh, my God, that's my sister-in-law. Or, oh, that's so-and-so. And all of a sudden, clarity happens. And now you know what they need from you in order to actually hear you. Because you have to remember this one fundamental thing about people. We never see them as they are. We see them as we are. And because of that, everybody is skewed. When you can make that one adjustment, life will change. Not only for you, but the people you interact with mostly. And that's really what the book is about.
0: No, it's, it's a great tool. I'm going to recommend it for everyone. And let's go to the next segment, which is resources. And Stephen, I'm going to pull up your website, the uh, thebehavioralresourcegroup.com. And again, as always, you can go to AES Nation. You'll have the uh, all the show notes, the transcription, and all the links that Stephen and I talk about. But tell us a little bit about what's there and how people can learn more about what you do. Well, uh,
1: the Behavioral Resource Group is a pretty simple site. Uh, it used to be just Steve Sisler.org and the Behavior Resource Group, and there wasn't a ton on it because my websites are not for advertising purposes. Um, people go there only because they've decided they're going to work with me and they want to see if I'm online. Um, so that's been the model. Um, so when you go there, there's a video where I, you know, I it shows me working with people in a group setting, in a mastermind setting. Um, helping them understand the behavior with spouses and business partners. And there's testimonials there. And then you can go to a page that really gives what we kind of do. Um, there's a behavioral mastermind that's starting up this year. That's something new. Um, but there's also, you know, you can connect with me through the scheduling tab if you want to go through the profile. Um, it's not really there to do. FreeBRG.com, you could take a free test. It gives you basically four pages. It's a partial, gives you a little bit of insight and maybe about yourself, um, but you have to upgrade to actually work with me. Um, we have some others on staff that are analysts as well. Uh, Jair Rodriguez, he's a great analyst. He's just been trained personally by me. He has a gift. Um, and so, you know, he's there for utilization as well. But um, what we mainly offer is profiling services where you have a spouse or a family member or yourself or your team uh, and you want them to be part of this analysis process, you'll have your own Dropbox set up and all your employees or whoever will be in there and then everybody schedules calls and we work around that. Many times I go out to the organization and work with them on that level. But really that's all that's there. Um, it's a way to connect. See that I'm legitimate, and that there's people, you know, clients in 18 countries working with us right now. Um,
0: no, that's great, Stephen. Let me let me do uh, kind of, yeah. You know, I appreciate you joining us and sharing this and picking me apart in front of uh, 10,000 of my close friends here. But uh, let me go into kind of the key takeaways. What, you know, when I am looking at this and you know, what I see over and over again is. Um, You know, everybody's a little weird. We're all a little different. And one of the things uh, Steven said that I, I think is so important is, you know, we see everybody through our own lens, our bias. And, you know, because we're one way and when we look at someone else, we're looking at it from that. And it's very easy to be judgmental, uh, which is not necessarily very good for, you know, collaboration, interaction, and so on. And to the extent that we can understand ourselves first and others, so we can create that alignment and and really achieve what we're looking for, you know, it, it's huge. And, and I'm going to encourage everyone to go ahead and and, you know, do the self-assessment yourself. I mean, you can reach out to Stephen. Uh, phenomenal job. Uh, he's been a great resource you know, for our company. You know, we're just getting started, but we're going to bring him in you know, for the whole group. Because, you know, the, we're all people and we all have the framing that we want to make a difference but we're gonna approach it in different ways. And by bringing the strength of the organization together, there's no stopping. Mm. Your clients, your future clients, they're counting on you. Don't let them down. Let's go out and make a huge difference. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthrough. AESnation.com.